Join with me for the next few minutes as I leave with you a message that the Lord has laid in my heart. thumbnail this afternoon is taken from Psalm 119 and verse 67. The psalmist said, Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now have I kept thy word. Psalm 119 is the longest psalm in the Psalter, 176 verses that's divided into 22 equal parts. Every part has eight verses, and every part is given a particular allocation of a Hebrew letter. And that Hebrew letter presents a particular uh, picture. And the picture in the ninth section is that of the serpent uh, with the letter Teth. And he hears the psalmist praying, Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now have I kept thy word. And I was thinking about the psalmist's confession. And the psalmist's confession is this, I went astray. In fact, he tells us at the end of this psalm, I have gone astray as a lost sheep. There was a time in David's life when he saw himself as a lost sheep. And he came to that recognition that he was a sinner before God and that he realized his sin. And he confessed that. And he asked God for forgiveness and sought the Lord for mercy. And, and was gloriously washed and cleansed in the precious blood of Jesus Christ. He saw himself as going astray as a lost sheep. Doesn't the Bible say, all we like sheep have gone astray? We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him and the iniquity of us all. That, that's how to be saved, you know. Recognize that you're a lost sheep, that you're lost and undone without God and without Jesus Christ and without hope in this world. A little boy came to D.L. Moody one time and, and asked him how to be saved. And D.L. Moody told him to go in at the first stall and come out at the last stall, Isaiah 53, verse 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. And of course that brings us to the cross. That brings us to the substitutionary, vicarious death and bloodshedding of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and that's what David had faith in. He had faith in Christ. And if you're a lost sheep and you recognize you've gone astray from the Lord, then that's what you need to do. You need to confess that and come to the Lord and cry out, Lord, save me for I am like a lost sheep that, that, that is perishing. Here's the psalmist's great confession. And not only did the psalmist confess about his sinnership, but, but he confessed his need of backsliding and restoration even unto the Lord. And David was conscious even of this uh, confession. Uh, think not only of his confession, uh, but, but think of his correction. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. Uh, how many people are afflicted by circumstances and situations that arrive in life's journey? Who has sent them? Well, the answer is the Lord himself has uh, sent them. Uh, he has ordained them. He, he, he has uh, caused them to come to pass 
because this is God's way of speaking to us. I remember hearing the story of a young man lived down in Monacan, the family farm. Uh, the farmer had granted permission to the local evangelist to uh, set up a tent, and there was a three-week gospel mission, and the young man vowed he would never set foot into the tent. Each night the preacher preached under the power and inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Souls were converted, backsliders were being restored. But this young man was furious and he refused to come into the gospel meeting. Well, did you know that in the third week of that mission, he ran out of the house one night to jump on the tractor and then there was a shout. He, he, he broke two discs in his back and ended up in hospital. He was a pig farmer. The preacher went to see him. The preacher told him, uh, we'll call him John. John, the only time a pig looks up is when the pig's in the broad of its back. And John, God has put you in the broad of its back so God can speak to you. God has brought this affliction into your life to speak to you and to bring you in a penitent way unto uh, yourself. You, you see, whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. The, the Lord has a rod of correction. It's done in love. It's done in wisdom. It's done in grace. But it's done with the purpose of bringing like a prodigal son or a prodigal daughter even to see their sin and to turn from it and repudiate it and turn to the Lord with all their heart and soul and mind and strength. And that's exactly what the psalmist was thinking about. He, he was thinking about not only the time that he'd gone astray, but, but the time that he had turned away from the Lord, even as his child, and gone into a backslidden state for 11 months, and how that God had brought the rod of affliction into his life. David was affected mentally, he was affected physically, but David was especially affected whenever the child that had been conceived to Bathsheba had died. And, and David, of course, was brokenhearted. And, and it was after this period in David's life when Nathan confronted him and told him, Thou art the man that David said, I have sinned against the Lord. And he made an honest and open confession. But it was the affliction that brought him to the, his knees. And how uh, sad that God has to use the rod of affliction to bring men and women to see their sin and to recognize that their great need of him, to repudiate their backsliding and, and to return to him with all their heart. So here's the psalmist's confession. I went astray. Here's his correction. It was by the rod of affliction. And of course it was Martin Luther who took delight in God's rod of affliction simply because he said that he had learnt the most when God was afflicting him and God was chastising him. And so, so often that is true of us on life's journey. But not only his confession and not only his um, correction, but you think about his conviction. But now have I kept thy word. You see, Psalm 19 is full of references to the word of God. Not only the word word, but take the word commandment, take the word testimonies, take the word statutes, and put them all together, including the synonym law. And, and David has a unique and wonderful relationship with the word of God. And I want to ask, have you got a unique and wonderful relationship to the Word of God? How do you value the Word of God? We shared with you last week about uh, what the proper value of the Word of God ought to be. And I ask again, have you got that value before your heart and mind? Do you esteem God's Word more than your necessary food? Is it your greatest treasure? Is it a lamp to your feet and a light to your path? Have you learned to um, highly value and greatly prize the Word of God? 
the psalmist said, but now have I kept thy word. You see, it was affliction that brought him into the pathway of obedience, the pathway of consecration, the pathway of blessing. Here's his greatest blessing in his affliction. But now I have kept thy word. He could honestly and truly say that before the Lord. And I wonder, can you this afternoon, can you identify with the psalmist who said, um, Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now, because the rod of affliction has come, I have kept thy word. I trust that you will love the words of God, and you will count them pure, precious, powerful words. And every word of God, remember, is inspired. It's verbally inspired, it's plenary inspired, and I commend it to you at this time to think of the words of God and ask, has God's word directed you into the way of blessing? the the way of obedience into the pathway of consecration and sanctification. When you can say with Isaiah, here am I, Lord, send me. God bless you and thank you for listening this afternoon.